Okay, let's bring out Scott's father, Dr. Evil. General, we've got a situation here. What is it, Sergeant? Hello, Scott. Daddy's back. How could you do this to me on national television? We're throwing me a freaking bone here, Scott. Why'd you run out on me? Because you're not quite evil enough. Well, it's true. You're quasi-evil. You're semi-evil. You're the margarine of evil. You're the Diet Coke of evil. Just one calorie, not evil enough. What are you, some kind of freak? Hey, shut up! Okay, okay, come on. I'll kick your ass. Bring it on, you stinky! No one talks to my son like that. It's okay, Scott. You mother week on the podcast uh, work on your robert wagner impression uh, hang out with mini me and get try to get your mojo back this week we're talking about austin powers the spy who shagged me on 100 movies i love 100 movies you love i'm jason martin and i am paul conlon yeah and yeah and this is austin powers part two it's not called that but it is part two uh it's not the uh the one where elizabeth hurley is the main female that was the uh, first one the uh International Man, Man of Mystery. Mystery, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the one with Heather Graham. And, uh, did Jay Roach uh, direct all three? Um, I think so. He definitely did the first two. I think so. Um, and uh, we have the opening. Um, you have a uh, James Bond-type uh, song singing, evil, evil is, you know. Um, and it has a scroll, uh, like Star Wars, to recap. What and then they, then they read the scroll to you because you know you can't really read it, right so. right right exactly yeah true um and you see a, a dr evil escape pod uh, an egg shape uh escape pod uh to escape from coming out of the big boys but yeah yeah um and then you see uh, austin in bed with uh, vanessa who's uh elizabeth early's uh character um and uh they have just had sex and uh, he's asking her She's asking him if he smokes. He's like, I never really checked or something like that. Um, and then you find out that uh, Vanessa is a robot. He's using a remote control. For Not TV. just a robot. A fembot. A fembot. A fembot. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's using a remote control, and she rewinds or fast forwards, pauses. <laughs> um, and uh, 
and he's looking at the like, hey, what's going on here? Um, and yeah, he finds out she's a fembot, and uh, she tries to kill him, and uh, but she doesn't. And uh, she uh, her blouse pops off or whatever, and he says she has he says machine gun jubblies. How did I miss those? And she says, next time, try some floor play. <laughs> He's like, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and he, you know, he kills her and uh, he says, I can't believe she was a fembot. We didn't so much kill her as uh, she just explodes. Oh, that's she right. Said, that's right. That's true. And he keeps thinking, oh, hides his face, but mm -hmm. not really hiding in his body. He right. Kind of duck that man. Right. Instead, he just, she explodes and, and he survives. And he checks to see, make sure his uh, his balls are okay. Basically, and he's so happy that he's okay. He was running through, and and learning that he's now single again. Yeah, I'm single. He goes running through the hotel, right, right, naked apparently, naked, with the big uh, hairy chest, yeah, pointing downwards. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. That was great. They had the credits. Uh, he had the credits uh, covering his nakedness. Uh, Lots of names to cover his nether regions or uh, phallic symbols, bananas. Right, right, right. Umbrellas, whatever. Right, you got the you got the uh, walnuts and the nutcracker, yes. and then you have uh, he's got some rabbis there, and they're making like I don't know circumcision. You know, there's a or something. piece of like uh, pork roast in there, and they're cutting the tip off. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh boy. Yeah, and uh, lots of funny, uh, lots of funny jokes there in, this, in the credits. Um, this movie is filled with dick jokes. Yeah, 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 definitely, chock full of them for sure. Um, and uh, He's talking to uh, Basil, played by Michael York, uh, on the uh, video phone or whatever on his car. And he says, I can't believe she was a fembot. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, that's a little bit That's a little bit later. Um, we'll talk about that. But I was rereading the thing I just uh, did here. Um, and uh, we see, uh, we cut to a, a station in Guam, a NATO station in Guam. And uh, uh, Chris McDonald, um, Who's uh who's like a military guy watching the radar, and uh, he's watching uh, Jerry Springer on TV. And uh, I want to point out too, there's a guy here who's on, in the movie later too, John Mahone. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's M A H O N. Plays like a general type guy, uh, who's also in our next movie. Uh, we do. Uh, he's like a general or something like that. Um, but they're watching Jerry Springer and uh, Jerry introduces, you know, he talks about the subject because my father is evil when he wants to take over the world. And you have Scott there. Uh, you also have, uh, supposedly they've already talked to these other people. They got a Nazi uh, father and son and you got a clan member father and son. They're there on the uh, panel there. And Scott's talking about his father. Uh, he says, uh, Jerry asked him what where his father is. Like he's cryogenically frozen. And Jerry says, That's what you think. He's backstage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so great. They he comes out and uh Dr. Evil's like, what, what? And everyone's booing him. And <laughs> um then Scott asks, Why did you run out of me? He's like, You're not quite evil enough. And uh, he gets in a fight with the clan guy picks a fight with them, and uh, they have to separate them and uh it's very Jerry Springer-ish. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I remember uh, several different times Jerry Springer was used uh, back then in kind of like Larry King and, you know, were portraying himself, you know, they'd use it in, I know The Simpsons did it in uh, 
a few other, uh, I think a couple other movies or TV shows did it. What's uh, what cultural shorthand? A lot of people know what should or is more likely going to happen. Yeah. In up on stage between people fighting all that kind of stuff. So right. they can shorthand a lot of stuff without going to a lot of exposition. Yeah. So when Dr. Evil gets in a fight with everyone there and they were start throwing chairs or whatever, yeah, it's funny, but also a bit of a shorthand because we know that's what happens on Jerry Springer. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, it ends up, uh, you know, they have to separate him, and uh, Dr. Evil says, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then he ends up getting a fight with, with Jerry, <laughs> starts fighting, and then Jerry's biting him too. Um, and uh, everything's chaos there on the set. Everyone's fighting, and uh, Dr. Evil picks up a globe, and he's saying, the world is mine, the world is mine, you know. Um, and uh, here, here's where uh, Austin is in his car on his uh, his video phone talking to uh, Michael York, Basil. Basil Exposition. Yeah. Is that it? That's his name, yes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Austin says, uh, turns out Vanessa was a fembot. And Basil says, yes, sadly, we knew all along. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think it was kind of a uh, nod to the movies of the 60s. Like they, make, they show in like Flint. But there are mm -hmm. three or four mm -hmm. movies mm -hmm. where <clears throat> from movie to movie, there would be no real continuity. Right. You know, whatever happened in one movie did, didn't really matter for the second movie, the third yeah. movie. There was no no concern about continuity. So things would be like dropped off. You know, yeah. like uh, in the first movie, number two got like burned up in the lava. But here he is in number the second movie again. All, all, all yeah. Good. yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, they, don't, they definitely don't. To play, they play fast and loose with kind of Right. It's a very uh, uh, meta movie in that way that they don't, they acknowledge that this is just nonsense. Yes. And they point it out and they talk to the audience and tell them that basically they don't care. You know, it's whatever's funny. Who cares? That's kind of what, pretty much what they do. Um, and uh, next you get to the uh, photo shoot uh, where Austin is a photographer and uh, Rebecca Romain is there uh, who is a model playing herself. And then, uh, same because Kristen Scott uh, from Thirty Rock Johnson, Kristen Johnson, I don't Kristen, Kristen Johnson from uh, from Thirty Rock. Yes, um, and she's a uh, Russian uh, Ivana Humpalot. Ivana Humpalot, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and they're just uh, Austin is the uh, cameraman just shooting them, and it's all just it's just silly. He's at one point he points to the camera his way. He's like, I'm not even shooting you. I'm not even I'm not even doing anything. Um, you see Dr. Evil's headquarters, which is on top of the Space Needle in Starbucks, and Starbucks on top of the Space Needle in Seattle. And uh, they actually have baristas there uh, in uh, Dr. Evil's uh, little hair headquarters. His lair. Yeah. It's a lair. Right, right. And uh, uh, number two uh, says that uh, we've been working on something, uh, cloning. And Dr. Evil says, cool. And he brings out Mini-Me. It's like exactly like you, except one eighth your size. One eighth your size. Yeah, Vern Troyer. Um, Both these more like one quarter of the size, but yeah. right, right, one eighth a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so you get Mini Me out there, and uh, Mini Me is pretty famous. You all know who he is. I don't have to explain him, but um, and they also have uh, they have the hairless cats, and he says that he calls him Mister Bigglesworth. Um, and Mini Me has this thing where he wants to attack Scott. He wants to wants to kill him, and. Uh, I like how uh, I can't remember her uh, her name now, but the German the German character. But I know she sprays she sprays uh, Mini Me like a cat. Yeah, sprays, <laughs> sprays with a water bottle. water bottle like a cat. 
<laughs> like it's a, it's a great little stupid joke. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Frau Farbacina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mindy Sterling. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, their their plot is to go back to the '60s and steal Austin Powers' mojo. And I like uh, Seth Green's character Scott constantly pointing out the plot holes. It's like, why don't you just kill him? What, what are you doing all don't this? Don't you on the crapper and kill him. Right, right. You just, you're so stupid. You know it's going to fail and just, just. You know, it's pointed <laughs> out to me that when uh, we're reading up on this was that uh, in the first movie, Austin Powers was in the crapper at one point. One of the henchmen tried to kill him but failed. Okay. So maybe Dr. Evil knew it wasn't really a good idea to try to kill him on the crapper because it failed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Where Scott Evil didn't know that. The little dumbass kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, number two has his uh, um, has his time travel thing. You know, it's a big spiral thing. And Dr. Evil just goes running into the wall. And he's like, oh, right, right. It's not turned on. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. Yeah. And, uh, but he uh, turns it on and then the spiral starts uh, circul- you know, circulating, whatever you want to say. Journey. Huh? Turning. Turning, yeah, exactly, yeah. And he's like, mini me, you know, mini me to come with him. So uh Dr. Evil Mini Me jump in there, so they're going back in time. And uh you're back in the sixties, and the I think the funniest thing of this movie is the fact that Rob Lowe was doing a Robert Wagner impression. And so, apparently he uh yeah. he learned how to do this quite well, dating Robert Wagner's daughter yes. for a while. Yes. Sure, maybe Tash, I don't know which one. But uh, apparently he dated one yeah. of his daughters. And I don't know which one. But he spontaneously just... generated his own Robert Wagner impersonation. And then, sure enough, he got a chance to play the younger. Robert yeah. Wagner. Yeah. And then, I mean, that made me laugh so hard because who would think to do a Robert Wagner impression? That's so great. And plus, you know, Rob Lowe, who's always great, always funny. Die match you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I know um, also Rob Lowe, I know I heard on the. I think it was might have been Conan's podcast several months ago. And he was on there. Is he? Um, one time he was dating this girl and went to pick her up at her house, and didn't know the father answered the door is Gregory Peck. Oh my! So he's dating Gregory Peck's daughter and didn't even know that. Wow! Gregory Peck just answered the door. So, um, so I guess Rob Lowe um, apparently he's dated a lot of famous uh, daughters. Apparently, um, but yeah, it was. So I great. am not surprised. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so great, just a Robert Wagner impression. Just, um, and uh, Austin was here playing chess with uh, Ivana Humpelot. And uh, and they're doing a horrible job at the chess thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, uh, Austin's first move is to move his night out. And he goes, like, 10 spaces out. Yeah. You know, the wrong place. Yeah. And if you pay attention to the board, mm-hmm. chess board always has to be set up in a very specific way. Yeah, yeah. And they have it set backwards oh do they okay i mean i know how to play chess but i didn't look at the uh i didn't look at the chessboard to see if but it, was uh, it wasn't about correct. the game it was about the nah. them, you know get going crazy right right and, and he was uh, asking her was like do make do i make you horny baby do i make you randy <laughs> um and uh <clears throat> next we get uh the introduction of fat bastard um who played fat bastard um one of mike myers cousins Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Also uh, named Mike Myers. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, fat bastard. Um, and he's he's got a UPS uniform on, basically a generic version of it. 
He's got a, uh, a bagpipe. But it's not UPS, it's FBD, that faster delivery. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he's playing the bagpipes. Um, he's there with the other, like, um, I can't remember, like some kind of spies or something. And he uh, he's there to basically take him out. And uh, oh, uh, this is he's not wearing the UPS style, style uniform right now. He's in the uh, same Scottish kilt. Okay. Protection. Oh, right, he's right. With the same place that uh, Austin Powers is frozen at. Mm-hmm. That's where he's at right now. Oh, he's right, part right. Of the, the detail to protect Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's not going to. Yeah, yeah. And the UPS uniform comes later in the movie. Okay, yeah. And he's saying, uh, I ate the baby. <laughs> um, and uh, he releases some kind of. Uh, some kind of gas from his uh, bagpipes that uh, knocks everyone out, puts them to sleep or whatever, and he steals Austin Powers' mojo. Pulls a drill out of his uh, bagpipes and Mm -hmm. drills into there and sucks out the mojo. Yeah, yeah. Um, And there's there's a um, scene here where um, uh, Basil and Austin are talking, and uh, they're talking about the logic of the whole thing, and, uh, and it's like, and Basil says, I suggest you don't worry about this sort of thing and just enjoy yourself. And he looks at the camera and says, that goes for you, too. And then Austin looks at the camera. Yeah, that was, that was ad-lib. Oh, was it? Yeah, it, it wasn't in the script. And okay. He just kind of looked at the camera and says, you do it, too. And he just looked at it because it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're in any, any doubt of uh, how meta this movie is. The, yes, the fourth wall. Break. Somebody telling you not to worry about the logic of the movie is. Yes. I don't know if even Mel Brooks said don't don't worry about the logic of the movie. He didn't oh, talk uh, to the camera, but yeah, the the ending of uh, Blazing Saddles where they the movie set two movie sets break into each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, they they ride the horses out yeah. to the limo. Yeah. Where piss on go, you. I'm they go into, Rooks. They go into the movie of Blazing Saddles. Right. So movie, yeah. How am I going to get out of this one? Let's find out. Right, right. And the people uh, on the sidewalk uh, looking at the uh, the footprints of Hedy Lamar, yeah. and he walks by saying Hedley. <laughs> yeah um but, uh, i don't know what i was talking about just now but um uh so he's uh austin is back in the 60s he goes to the time travel and he meets at a party meets a woman named robin swallows he spits and swallows right right well she, he, she says maiden name spits and he says which is your baby spits and swallows and just kind of like yeah <laughs> um and this is where we get the heather graham entrance um she has like four um, other women with her to like, I don't know, be her entourage or yeah. help her out. And you hear an American woman playing as she walks up. Um, the uh, Grand Funk. Yeah, the, the original. Not, is it Grand Funk or the Guess Who? The Guess Who. Guess the who. Guess Who. Guess yeah. Who. Close to Grand Funk, but yeah, yes. the Guess Who. A Canadian band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, this is the original right here. Um, yeah, because at the end of the movie, I think in the credits, uh, the, the Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz version is playing. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, Austin asked her, asked um, her, um, those are skin tight. How do you get into those pants? She says, you can start by buying me a drink. And uh, um, and the other girl, Robin, gets a, uh, gets a knife in the back. Um, someone machine guns her, and then a bazooka hits her, and then they fall out the window. And, you know, they're both falling, her and Austin. She says, the fall will kill us both. And Austin uses her body. Yeah, Austin moves her in front of her <laughs> so he lands on her. Right, right. And Heather Graham's uh, character, Felicity Shagwell, that's her the character. Yes. Uh, and uh, they go by the uh, 
like sort of the mountain pass uh, where we meet Mustafa, uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Is it Ferrell or Ferrell? It's Ferrell. You've just been pronouncing that just to <clears throat> screw with me, haven't you? Ferrell, yeah. Yeah, Ferrell. Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Will Ferrell. So he's more like feral, like a feral animal. Right, right. Than Ferrell, like uh, the stuff you clean your hands with Purell. Sure. Okay. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm just going to call him Feral from now on. Well, you've already, yeah, that's fine. That's closer to Pharrell, what you've been doing. You also say the Ferrelli brothers, don't you? The, the Ferrelli brothers. Okay, you say so. <laughs> so that's specific with an F, an R, and an L. That's, that's specific for the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, so the uh, they're asking uh, Mustafa, you know, where's Dr. Evil hiding? And uh, they get to the three questions thing where it's so silly, but he can't stand to be asked the same question three times, yes, so he has to answer the truth. So he goes through it, and even when they know he's going to answer, they're going to ask it every time. Um, and uh, Minnie is there like hiding somehow in a baby buggy and blows a poison dart into Mustafa and uh. He falls down the cliff, still alive, keeps talking. Hey, I'm still alive. Yeah. I think my legs are broken. I'm going to try to stand on them. Crunch. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's broken. Yeah. So, and it hurts. Yeah. I'm going to try to stand on the other one. Crunch. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Send help. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we get a scene here with uh, Fat Bastard. Um, he's saying, I've got, a, I've got a choke on deck that could I can't remember. I've got a, something on deck that could choke a donkey. He's talking about poop, but I can't remember what exactly he said. Well, he first came in. Where's the crapper? I got a turtle head popping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I like how he says that. He said I got something on deck that could choke a donkey. And of course, this is Shrek. Yeah, saying you could choke a donkey. Donkey, donkey. Um, and uh, and this is uh, a couple years before Shrek came out. Um, but uh, you know who the original choice was to play Shrek? That uh, couldn't Sylvester Stallone? No, couldn't do it because he he had died. Oh, uh, Will Ferrell? No, he died. Mustafa. Uh, he died. Uh, somebody died. Mm -hmm. um, George Carlin. No, someone who looks a lot more like Shrek than than uh, Chris Farley. Yep, Chris Farley. Did not know. That. Chris Farley. I mean, it was several years in production. So he died. You know, several years before it came out, but. Yeah, he originally was going to be Chris Farley. Man, they just did. were faster with that animation back then. Yeah. Farley could have been alive now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Austin, uh, yeah, he's uh, doing the donkey. Um, and then here, Fast ba Fat Bastard uh, meets uh, Mini-Me. He's it's like, you know, get in my belly. And he said, look, you keep the money. Just give me the baby. Yeah. yeah. And this is where he does that. I want my baby back, baby back. <laughs> Chili's. And this was that was everywhere back then. TV shows in, in the nineties, yes, but this takes place in the sixties. Right, this scene in which there was no Chili's. It wouldn't come out until nineteen seventy-five. True, it was no Chili's. True, stuff. but man, that, that you seen that on many different TV shows back then, and a few movies too, probably. But you can make a pretty good case that that bastard at this point is a time traveler. Yeah, yeah, I get, it. I get it. Um, and uh, there's a scene here with uh, the. Can't remember now. They play "Let's Get It On," and uh, I think that's when him and uh, Austin and Felicity, uh, yeah, they uh, they have sex there. I think, um, 
And then they're in they're in London and they do the uh, the beef eater guard bit where you try yes. to make the guard you know break uh, character. I or whatever. the actor who played the guard. I didn't. Uh, other than he looks like someone I've seen a couple of hmm. times before, but it wasn't until they took the hat off. Mm -hmm. You don't really can't really tell who it is. Yeah. That, but they took the hat off, you know. So and also the fact that the hat was off and they were playing around them was let you know that's not a real guard. It is yeah. actor because well, there's no yeah. way. Well, Especially no. when he was like naked in the. No, uh, no, of course not. You got the lingerie on. Yes, that, was, yes. that was great. That was great. And uh, they're walking by this little cafe, and then <laughs> Bert Backrack and Elvis Costello. Costello, are they? And he introduces them, ladies and gentlemen, Bert Backrack and Elvis Costello. Yeah, and uh, not just not just that they're there, but they're playing. You know, <laughs> he introduces them, and they're playing a song that Bert Backrack wrote. I also noticed this for the first time. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen it a couple times, but mm -hmm. when they start dancing. The, the servers and all come up and grab all the tables and chairs and move them out of the way, like on camera while this, while they're getting room, making room for the dance. So while those two were dancing to Bert Backrack and yeah. Costello, uh, to get the room where they came in and sat down at the cafe, the yeah. table and chairs are being removed by the servers oh, really? on camera. <laughs> it's not like they just disappeared. You yeah. can watch it go. Yeah. Because I, well, that's interesting that uh, the servers are used to people dancing to Bert Backrack and Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, and uh, uh, Felicity Shagwell, she's talking about how they need to track down uh, Fat Bastard. Um, or no, I'm sorry, Basil tells her, you know, you know, this is your duty. And she's like, sure, no problem. So she's in bed with Fat Bastard and she's got the thing and she's like, you got to get in him. And he, you know, he's naked in bed and he turns over and he's like eating the whole chicken. And uh, she uh, puts it where the sun don't shine. Yeah, never. Yeah, and uh, that was a little that was a little gross, but you know that's he right. thinks it's foreplay, so he rolls over to uh, right, right, go at it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Doctor Evil here is talking uh, again in front of uh, his son Scott. He's like, I've turned the moon into what I call a death star, and of course he has to make the finger quotes yeah. when he says it, death star. And Scotty's like rolling his eyes, like, Are you kidding me? Death Star, um, and he talks about how uh, he's called the whole thing the Al Alan Parsons Project. Yes, and uh, Scott's like, "You kidding? That's a progressive rock band in 1982. What are you doing?" You know, and uh, he's saying, uh, "He said, get me the president," and the president is uh, Tim Robbins, and uh, and uh, Mini Me. He says, "Mini Me, stop pumping the laser because Mini Me's out there." Trying to fuck the laser in the background, um, and he asked for one hundred billion dollars, and everyone's laughing at him. Tim Robbins is the president. And he points out that it's nineteen sixty nine. That amount of money doesn't even exist. He says, "Show me the money." Um, and uh, Doctor Evil says, uh, "Launch the Alan Parsons Project," and uh, he shows him a scene from Independence Day where they blow up the White House. <laughs> that scares the, the shit out of shit out of him. He's like. No, that was actually from Independence Day, but the real laser looked be a lot like that. Um, and I noticed that uh, one of the presidential advisors sitting just to Tim Robbins' left is uh, Charles Napier, ah. who we've already seen in the Blues Brothers played, yes. uh, what, was, what was the name of his band? Uh, um, the Good Old Boys. Good Old Boys. Yeah. And uh, he was also in Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Was one of the guards that uh, he didn't he make it. He's the one that got blade right the other guy's the one he took his body or took yeah. place of he, he took the face of the other guy yeah 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 um and uh but yeah the great charles napier there 
Um, and uh, next we have uh, Austin and Felicity in the tent and the tent joke with all the silhouettes. Yes. And that was a, that was a lot of great stuff there. He's, you know, of course, from the, from the side, it looks like he's pulling, she's oh, pulling stuff out of tennis ass. rackets out of his ass. And, uh, the opening the, pulling the umbrella, opening it. Right. Don't open that in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the gas, you know, whatever. She lets some kind of gas. It's like, oh, sorry. And uh, those, are, those are several good jokes in there. Uh, the last one was pretty good when they tell him to put their hands up and he, she's got the, all these grenades in her hand mm -hmm. and he stands up and she drops the grenades and it's like him flopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, next up we have uh, Dr. Evil and uh, Mini-Me doing their duet um, little music video, Just the yeah. Two of Us. Just the Two yeah. of Us. You and I. Yeah, now Grover Washington is, is technically the artist, but um, but the singer is um, is uh, what's his name? Can't think of his name now. Um, Bill Withers. Ah, Bill Withers is actually singing, and Grover Washington, I guess, because he's uh, whatever instrument. It's kind of like a Santana thing, right? Santana right, doesn't right. sing. For years, I kept thinking that looks just like that. Sounds like Bill Withers. It is Bill Withers. You know, and Grover Washington is actually the accredited artist on it. Um, and uh, then we have. Uh, the thing about uh, where the the joke where they kept saying, you know, and it was basically it was it was um, Clint Howard yes. looking at the radar or whatever. What is that? Is looks like a and it cuts the next person and someone says a giant dick, and then the next person, yeah, Packer. All all the all the dick jokes. Yeah, and privates and the military guy privates, and then it gets to the uh, umpire, two balls. And then Wang, and it's a Chinese uh, teacher. And then Willie, it's Willie Nelson. And yeah. then it says Johnson, and it cuts back to uh, Clint Howard again. That was a great little uh, stupid joke. Yeah, I was reading that apparently uh, there was a much smaller snippet of that. Mm -hmm. And when the test audience loved that part so much, they went back and added a few more things. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I noticed the uh, the guy that plays the umpire, where he says two balls, was, uh, was the first baseman in uh, Field of Dreams. Ah, the same okay. actor. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm not sure if it's this one or the the next one with you, the one-eyed monster. We did. It's in this one. No, I mean it's in the movie. Oh, the second time. Yes, right. I think that was John Goodman. I, I couldn't tell, but you know what? The voice sounded like Goodman. I'm like, man, the body. I don't voice. think it is because he look. I think I know who he is. I know what his face looks like, but Let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. The one-eyed man. I don't think it's him. Um, because I, I that guy, I kind of recognize him a little bit, but I don't think it was him. Um. And uh, he's talking about the different uh, parts of the, uh, I don't know, his missile, laser, whatever. He says, moon unit alpha and moon unit, moon unit zappa. Yes. Which, you know, Frank Zappa's daughter is called moon unit. Actually, the Mark Maron used to date her for a while, um, several years ago. But it's just, it's a crazy joke because, you know, alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, but zappa is not. Not even one of them. It's not. It just sounds like it is. Um, and we will be back right after this. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Come on. You're lucky, wee man. Ah. Can I have a hug? Dr. Evil, let me make you a deal, all right? You get the motor, you keep your money. And I'll get your baby. 
Right. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. Excuse me. Chili baby back ribs. Okay, we are back here on the podcast talking about Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. And uh, this movie, this is a new, uh, this is a new record on the podcast. New of, record, uh, yeah. The tomato, Rotten Tomatoes score on this movie, fifty-two. Is that the low? Yeah, this is definitely the lowest. This is definitely the lowest. We have an any in the fifties. Wow, we've had a few in the like maybe low sixties. Um, I'm not a big Austin Power fan. Right. I did like the movie. I wouldn't have put it at fifty. Me neither. Me neither. I was expecting to see sixty-five but- or something. With him going back and forth in time and right. overworking all those jokes, I can see where a lot of people are like, uh, how tiring this is, you know. Especially, yeah. especially so many dick jokes yeah. over and over again. Are you saying that Pauline Kale probably didn't like this movie? I'll uh, bet Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert and uh, Francisco probably. probably would not have liked this movie. Probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, fifty-two. I was I was expecting to see like a sixty-five or something. I definitely wasn't expecting anything good, but that's that's pretty low. Uh, did get an Oscar nomination for best makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a Golden Globe nomination for best original song, uh, the Madonna song, ah. Beautiful Stranger. So, yeah. Um, there's probably not too many movies that got a 52 on Rotten Tomatoes that at least had an Oscar nomination. So, you know. And that Madonna song came in during one of the 60s portions. So it was definitely uh, asynchronous, out of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the budget on this movie thirty three million. Uh, box office three hundred and twelve million. <clears throat> I did read a stat on this. The first like opening day, it made like fifty four million. Yeah, which is more than the first movie made its entire. Run. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's pretty great. What? Yeah. That's what the, I think you talked about this about records. What's the ACDC effect? Right. They uh, the the podcast the Hit Parade. He has something called the ACDC rule, whereas. And applies to movies mostly too, um, but like in albums, like like you know, Back in Black was by far the most well liked ACDC album, and and as of the history, it's the most sold. But at the time, it was such a great album. But the the, the album after that is the one that gets the instant instant gold. Everybody wants that next yeah, album, right. even though the previous one is better, and it. In sequels, it happens a lot. Yes. Most sequels, if, if if the first movie has enough right. legs, as they right. say, when the sequel comes out, people are right. gung, gung-ho for it. Right. I mean, like, you know, there's many examples. Uh, Ocean's Wars, 12 did better. Ocean, I mean, uh, Hangover 2 did better. Star Wars and then Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the time, no, I mean, long term, the original did better. But maybe, yeah, yes, again. But, but at it, the time, it probably yes. was Empire Strikes Back probably made better. Despite the phenomenon that the right. Star Wars was, when Empire came out, the boom. Yeah, yeah. Big, big monster. Yeah, it's like almost every successful movie, the next one it does better, yes. at least in the short term. In the short term. Yeah. Um, and the, the box office, $312 million, adjusted for inflation, $493 million. So really good. Um, probably puts it um, above average for our podcast. And this was 1999, right? Yeah, yeah, 99. Um. Now, this movie's released June 10th, 1999. Uh, when did you first see the movie? Uh, probably on like HBO, mm-hmm. Showtime, wherever it popped up first. I'm yeah. going to go see it in the theater. Yeah, I I'd, I'd seen the first one, and mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, sequential movies that mm-hmm. aren't really sequel ish, um, 
once I see the first one, I know the other ones are very much the same thing, just yeah. a new story. So. Yeah, yeah. I definitely saw it in theaters. Um, I saw it probably the week it came out, or I know um, under the date the girl was dating at the time. We definitely were couldn't wait to see this movie because we liked the first one a lot. One know that of the three movies, this is the only one on your list. First one didn't make the list. Right, Third right. one didn't make the list. Right. The fifth, sixth, and seventh ones didn't make it on your list. No. But the second one did. Yes. Yes. True. Um, the third one. I've only seen once. It's okay. Uh, the first one I love, but just not good enough to make the list. I definitely think the second was better. I'm pretty sure when I saw the first one, I'm like, ah, that's, that's funny, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. Funny. And that's why I didn't see the other ones in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely was ready to see this as soon as it came out, for sure. And it was great to watch in the theater. Like, everybody was really laughing their asses off. It was Honestly, as far as movies I've seen in theater, as far as comedies, this is probably the top 10 as far as, not best movies, but Life as far life. as how much laughs you get from the audience, this is in the top 10 of all time for me. I mean, and it was it was great to see in theater. So, um, uh, so other movies are in theaters at the time. It's summer, so there's some good movies in here. Uh, you get uh, Tarzan, which I believe is probably the Disney uh, one. Um, yeah, the, the animated one. Phil Collins did the song for Yeah. yeah. Um, the South Park movie we've already covered, uh, Wild Wild West, um, American Pie, Arlington Road, Blair Witch, Eyes Wide Shut, Deep Blue Sea, The Phantom Menace, and The Mummy. So which of those did you see in theaters? I'm doing that list again. Uh -huh. Blair Witch definitely saw in the theaters. Phantom uh -huh. Menace saw in the theaters. Uh -huh. um, uh, Tarzan, no. South Park, no. Wild Wild West, Unfortunately, I have to say yes. I saw in the theaters. Mm -hmm. I was severely disappointed. Really, it wasn't even the good goofy fun I thought it no. would be. As it, it seemed to be toying between being semi-serious and goofy right. fun, and poor, it couldn't make up its mind. Poor Kevin Klein. American Pie saw in the theaters. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I liked it. Arlington Road. I don't remember what that was. Oh, was Tim Robbins and um, and uh, Jeff Bridges. One of them's like a terrorist that lives uh, next door. I did not see that. Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, I did see in the theaters. Uh, I don't remember a lot about it. That was Kubrick's last movie. Yes, right? yes. With uh, Nicole Kidman, mm -hmm. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember everyone talks about it. These weird scenes. I'm like, I don't remember all the weird scenes. I have to watch it again. Yeah. And we've done one, one or two Kubrick movies already. Uh, two. two. Yeah. Uh, Shining and uh, Deep Blue Light. Sea. Uh, is that one of those shark movies? Yeah, one of Sam Jackson. Okay. And, uh, I've seen that on cable, but not the theater. Yeah. And the Mummy, I definitely saw in the theater. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. I've seen in theaters, um, of course, this movie I saw in theaters. I also saw South Park movie, Wild Wild West, American Pie, Blair Witch, Deep Blue Sea, The Phantom Menace, and The Mummy all in theaters. Um, and yeah, The Mummy was outstanding when it came yeah. out. It really was. Um, yeah, it really was great. Uh, Deep Blue Sea was a fun, fun shark movie. Like it was considered kind of bad, but people still loved it. Like it was a really fun movie. Phantom Menace, I saw because, yeah, why not? Yeah, whatever. American Pie was fucking great. It was very close to make my list. Uh, All West, terrible. South Park movie made my list. Arlington Road is great. I didn't see it in theaters, but. Uh, I remember when you talked about it. Yeah, that like it one existed. They're neighbors in like a suburb. I did not see it in, uh, it's probably one of those, uh, one of like, if I just stumble on it somewhere, I'll probably watch it. It's good. It's really good. Um, which one of you these you seen the most, including uh, I, believe, I would say uh, the mummy actually. 
Yeah. Um, not the Phantom Menace, which I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, those early movies, people give them a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to put some time behind it and go back and look at the whole nine movies now and see if they were able actually mm-hmm. able to actually um, create stuff in there as opposed to just rehashing stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess I've seen Austin, this Austin Powers movie the most. Maybe South Park movie, maybe American Pie. Probably the Austin Powers too, but it's close. I'm happy to say I have not seen Wild Wild West the most. Yeah. Although I have seen, I think, twice all the way through. Yeah. Actually, Tarzan's the only one I have not seen. And oh, I've on. seen that uh, at the cable. Yeah. Um, so, the director, director of this movie was Jay Roach. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I forgot to look up all the movies, but I know he's done a lot of movies. So. He's done a few. Yeah. Um, you want to look it up while I talk about the next thing? Yeah. The next thing I want to mention uh, the music for this movie uh, American Woman, the Lenny Kravitz version. Uh, you hear it in the end credits. Uh, it's a rare that we have a movie on here that you get to hear. Uh, there was had two hit songs on it, and it's like almost never on this, the ones we've covered. Um, uh, the Lenny Kravitz version was number 49 on the US charts, number three on the rock charts, number seven on you know, the alternative rock charts. And the other song, Beautiful Stranger by Madonna, was 19 in the U.S., uh, 23 in adult contemporary, number one on the dance charts, and number two in the U.K. Uh, so rare. And we have two hit songs from this. Um, did you get to the Jay Roach? I did. I'm going to go backwards from the more recent. Yeah, yeah. At the top of his IMDb page, mm-hmm. it says Austin Powers 4, but no picture. So I guess they're talking about mm-hmm. doing another one. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of TV things. Something called Bombshell. Oh, the, yeah, oh, the, the, the Fox News thing? Yeah, it's Fox News thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Trumbo. Yeah, that was Troll. A, that was a good movie. Trumbo, I, I love Trumbo. Brian Cranston. I, I love that movie. Uh, the Campaign, Will Ferrell. Mm, that was great. And looks like Jack Black. Um, um, no, uh, Zach. Jennifer Zach. Maybe Zach, Zach. Was, okay, yeah, I only see a picture of Zach Galifianakis. Yes, okay. Oh, okay, Jennifer yeah. Jennifer Schmucks. That's a kind of a funny little yeah, movie. Yeah, uh, Meet the Fockers. Great. Uh, well, meet the, parents. the original was great. Meet the yeah. parents, meet the Fockers. <laughs> yeah, Mystery Alaska. I kind of remember that's like a little hockey movie. I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, Zoo Radio, huh? As MJ Roach, which was in 1990, like almost 10 years before the Austin Power Show. Hmm. So, uh, not a tremendous amount. 19 movies listed on IMDb for director. There's a bunch of solid movies there. The campaign was great, I thought it was underrated. Uh, meet the parents came very close to making the list. Um, yeah, uh, his his writing credits. There's four of them, but they're all TV stuff except for Blown Away with uh, Jeff Bridges and oh. somebody Jones. Um, huh. So, okay. Um, yeah, good career, definitely. Um, um and then also the uh, the movie that uh, Elvis Costello sings with Burt Bacharach uh, playing piano. Uh, you know, it was a Burt Bacharach song written by him. Um, that song, four versions of that song were hits all in 1969. Really? Four versions. Four in one year? Yeah. You want to guess who the four songs Okay, were? so 1969. Um, one, 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 one came to mind for sure. I knew who sang the biggest hit, and I was right about it. Uh, female version, female. Was it Carol King? No. Uh, Carly Simon? Mm-mm. Good guesses. Barbara Streisand? 
Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. Okay. Number six in the U.S. Okay. What were the other ones? Well, Bert himself had a hit with it. Okay. I should have said that. And Bobby Gentry and Johnny Mathis wow. all all hit the charts in some at least some way. Wow. The Dion Warwick is the one I knew. I didn't realize I was going to look up. No, I, I hear her voice, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had some great songs, really. Um, and uh, I wanted to mention that I mentioned before that this is the only. Uh, I mentioned this is the only sequel on my entire uh, top 100. That's not right because I forgot about Christmas Vacation uh, is yeah. a sequel. Um, but that's that's a part three. This is a part two. Yeah. This is, I think, the only part two. Well, the only part two on my list. Um, you know, some of the part twos that probably were closest to making my list, Godfather 2. Um, and, uh, you know, the European Vacation is still really good. It's not as good as the, the first and the third one, but um, there's a lot of good sequels out there. I don't have anything against sequels, but I just want to So, on a side note, uh, is Star Wars A New Hope an original or a sequel? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's original. Yeah, because they call it the, the prequel trilogy, the sequel right. trilogy, the original trilogy. Yeah, true. I guess that's the way they get around it. Sounds like something like they would have tackled on an episode of Big Bang Theory, but they never did. I just rewatched them all and they never never worried about it. Sounds like something Sheldon would have put, lock, locked his door and, and told everyone to get out and <laughs> work out on the whiteboard with, with some kind of uh, quadratic equations or this something. This was made first. How right. Made a sequel. Right, right. Some kind of time travel thing. Um, yeah, but there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of great sequels. I just, you know, Ocean's 12 recently. Yes. Really good. Um, anyway, um, the tagline for this movie, uh, first he fought the crown, now he's fighting for the family jewels. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I get that. Um, Steve Park Ward in this movie. Um, Clint Howard. Yeah, Clint Howard. Yeah, he's. It's always great to see him uh, pop up and just be Clint Howard. And uh, he's been in so many TV shows and movies. And uh, yeah, it's always great to see him. Um, it's always good to see one of the Howard boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bechdel uh, test on this movie. So we got Felicity. We got Vanessa. Mm -hmm. um, we have Frau. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call her Fastbinder. Yeah. Um, but. None of them interact. No. Nor do they really interact with any of their females. No. no. So uh, Mike Myers, this movie does not pass. Really? Test. Yeah. So this is not a, a, a movie for female empowerment? Uh, you know, it's not. Uh, it's barely a movie for male empowerment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think this. I didn't expect this one to pass. So there we go. Uh, we can get back to talk about the movie here. Um, we've got uh, the fight with. Uh, uh, Mini Me and Austin fighting on the on the uh, whatever the space station yes. or whatever. Uh, there's lots of wrestling moves and uh, yes. Mini Me dropping an elbow on him and uh, just lots of silly, lots of silly stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a callback to him biting, uh, right? Because he bites Austin right in the crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Austin gets to run around with Mini Me attached to his crotch. Yeah, and kind yeah. of knock him off. Yeah, and of course Austin's feeling sorry for him, and he lets his car down, and he just beats him up again or whatever. Um, so they fight for a while; it's pretty fun. Uh, and you get to the uh, final little showdown with uh, Austin and Doctor Evil, and uh, Doctor Evil says, "You have a choice: save your save the world or save your girlfriend," because he's got Felicity in a uh, gas chamber. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And but this is where they have two Austins. The other Austin comes back. Well, no, this this is where he he makes a choice and Felicity dies. Yeah. And Betty goes, wait, I got a time machine. I go back ten minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Back ten minutes, and there's two Austins. Right, right. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, So there's two Austins. um, And I like how Doctor Evil's still saying laser, and he has to make quote marks every time. I don't even know if that makes sense. It's funny, but (laughs) it is a laser, so I guess I don't know. and uh, they go back to the uh, Austin saves her, and uh, one Austin saves her, the other Austin saves the world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they go back to the future in 1999, uh, and uh, Fat Bastard shows up, and they you get the line about, uh, "Are you happy?" And he's like, "I'm no, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm I, I eat too much because I'm sad, and I'm sad because I eat too much, and." This is a great little. And this is where he's wearing the uh, UPS man that uniform, yeah, right, FBD, right. that bastard delivery. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is you get the other, the second uh, joke about the what's that in the sky? Yeah. And uh, this is more of the one I'd penis. And uh, and someone says Wiener, the guy, uh, hot dog vendor. And he's, some guy saw nuts. You get the one-eyed monster. Yeah. So played by Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought it was John Goodman when I saw him. That's John Goodman. Oh, okay. I thought it was some other guy that I couldn't couldn't name, but yeah. But you can name Jeff Garland. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, and then someone says, just a little prick. This is well, Woody. It's like Woody, and Woody Harrelson's like, yeah, can you sign this for me? What's that? And it's uh, just a little prick. Some and that's <clears throat> why so he's he's inoculating mini me because he doesn't want to get now. The there's a little continuity thing here. Um, just before this, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Evil and his giant. Shape mm-hmm. spaceship. The tip opens up and he captures Mini Me floating in space. Yeah, and this cuts to him. Doctor Evil giving him a shock because Mini Me's mm-hmm. been in space such a long time. But did that scene take place in the sixties when Doctor when when Mini Me mm-hmm. got put out into space? Or did mm-hmm. that take place in current time and Mini Me's been in space for thirty years? It's best not to worry about these sort of things. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. That's a good question. Um, I'm sure they agonized over that. Uh, I'm sure they did not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then during the credits, you have uh, uh, Jerry, Jerry Springer again. Yes. The credits. And, Except uh, instead of bringing on Doc, uh, Scott Evil's dad, mm-hmm. brings on Scott Evil's mom. Mom, right, right. Frau Fassbinder. Yeah, yeah. Minnie Sterling, who also is uh, Jeff Garland's on the Goldbergs as a father. Minnie Sterling plays one of the neighbors. She's on oh, okay. pretty regularly too. She's she's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so he, Scott finds out that's his mom. So yeah. Yeah, earlier on in the movie we didn't talk over it. Uh, Doctor Evil tastes a little bit of the mojo of mm-hmm. Austin Powers, and suddenly he gets the mojo in right, him, right. and he and the Frau. That's when the Let's Get It On was playing. Yes. That's right. That's when Marvin Gaye song. I think you'd said you'd cut from Let's Get It On to Fat Bastard and Felicity, but it was really right. close to right. Yeah. True, true. Um, and then after the credits, uh, you have a scene with Mustafa. He's still at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the ravine or whatever. Yes, still asking for help. No, yeah. And that's the end of the movie. That's how it ends. Um, so it's time to play. Time to play one of the games we play here, uh, called game called Weird Algorithm. Uh, whereas you look on IMDb and you can sort a movie by popularity, not by credit order. Okay. And it will change day to day based on 
people with current uh, movie projects. Yes. And we're going to do a couple movies here. I'm going to ask one of Paul. He's going to ask one of me. Would you like to go ask me first? Or do you want me to ask you first? I'll ask you first. Okay. I picked a fairly recent movie with a large cast. Maybe right. familiar with them. I'm sure Avengers? you've seen it. No, no, no. It's called uh, Knives Out. Okay. A Ryan Johnson movie. Okay. With a big cast of characters. Are you familiar with the movie? Yeah. Have yeah. you seen it? I have not yet. Okay. Still. So do you want me to give it a rundown in credit order? Um, yeah, credit order. I'm going to give you like, credit I order. I mean, I know, I mean, I remember it when I see it, but so uh, there, when I hear it, it's yeah. in the news right now because apparently Netflix right. is buying number two, two and three, three. Yeah. and you know, Craig's character, the, the detective is going to be in both of those, okay. but the other family members will not because it'll be a different stories. Okay. So anyway, um, in credit order, Daniel Craig, mm -hmm. Chris Evans, Chris Evans, yeah. Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher Plummer, mm -hmm. Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, Ricky Lindholm, Edie Patterson, Frank Oz. Hmm. Who do you play? I like it. Kay Callum. I love Ricky Lindholm. Uh, and Mehmet Walsh is in it. Oh. Uh, that's, that's enough there. I'm going to switch over right. to popularity. Right. And see how good your memory is. And, uh, so I'm going to say Daniel Craig, number one. Okay. I'm going to say Lakeith Stanfield, number two. Okay. Man, he's in everything. Yeah. He's great. Um, I'm going to say. Uh, Chris Evans, okay. number three. Um, I'm going to say, um, damn, can you name some of the other ones there below that? I can't remember now. Let me go back over here. Um, skip around, you know, you don't have to right. same in order, so, obviously. So who, uh, Jimmy D. Curtis, oh, okay. Armis, Don okay. Johnson, Tony Collette, Christopher Plummer, mm -hmm. Catherine Langford. Jaden Martin, Ricky Lindholm, Andy Patterson, Frank Oz, Kay Callen, and then Walsh. I'll say Tony Collette and then Jamie Lee Curtis. All right. So, the top five. so your order is Daniel Craig, uh -huh. Lakeith Sanfield, Lakeith Sanfield Chris, Evans, Chris Evans, Tony Collette, and Jamie Lee Curtis. All right. <clears throat> and how much do you have in here? You've got uh, two out of five in that order. First on the list, Anna DeArmas, who's on Everything Everywhere. Huh. Especially with their recent breakup with Ben Affleck. Batfleck. Oh, okay. But number two is Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. Number three, well, Joseph Gordon Levitt, who did a voice huh. on this. Uh, I didn't even go down the list, I didn't know he was on it. Daniel Craig, fourth, and Michael Shannon, fifth. Oh, Michael Shannon, uh, of course I should have. Who's I guess in something hot now. Well, he's he's in some yeah. yeah. Should have said him. Uh, following out the list, the next five is Tony Collette, Jim Lee Curtis, Lakeith Sanfield, Christopher Plummer, Catherine Langford. Yeah. So, uh, big cast. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun movie. I really liked it. it was, uh, I, it's, I've been putting off watching it, but I know I love it. You know what? It's on Prime. In regards to uh, the mystery and the whodunit, it, it pretty much keeps you guessing and up in the yeah. air until near the end. Once you figure it out, it's just a matter of mm -hmm. are they going to get it right as well, the characters and is the bad guy going to get their just desserts and so mm -hmm. on and so forth? Yeah. And, uh, and even if some little details like, but what about this and what about that? They wrap it up very well. Okay. So you know, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I, I've been putting it off for no reason. But and this is it. the movie that came out right after he got lambasted for uh, the Jedi movie, Last Jedi. Hmm. Um, yeah, they were saying, mm -hmm. oh, he's going to do three more Star Wars movies, which are probably still mm -hmm. in the works and all that and yeah and, but a lot of star wars people were lamasking him for luke dying yeah um, although I, I believe really believe that these those last three movies were designed to kill off those three characters they were supposed to die mm -hmm. in a certain order um so that they could end the series properly 
Yeah. And push off with all new characters for other stuff. Mm -hmm. But the backlash was probably more than they thought it would be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, show you how crazy this game is. They did it on Doug Love's movies uh, recently. And um, they did the, the movie 22 Jump Street. And, uh, and, <laughs> and, but no, the crazy, no, the crazy thing is that um, Jonah Hill and, and um, Channing, Tatum. Uh, Channing Tatum were like eight and nine. Oh, wow. All right, so your uh, movie you're doing is uh, The Usual Suspects. Oh. Um, you want to remind you of some names you might? Yeah, go ahead and I mean, it. I know you know the main ones, but I'm going to jump around here. We got Pete Postaway, Chaz Palminteri, uh, Susie Amos, by Edie, um, Dan Hedaya. You got uh, Giancarlo Esposito. You mm -hmm. got Kevin Spacey, Benicio Del Toro, Clark Gregg, Gabriel Byrne, Stephen Baldwin, Kevin Pollack. And that covers uh, anybody that could. The interesting thing about this cast that we've done this movie already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, I have no idea what any of those guys are doing right now. So mm -hmm. I don't know where they're going to pop up on the list. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be on top or nothing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I think I've got to put Kevin Pollock up in the top five. Gabriel Byrne. I haven't really heard much from him lately. Mm -hmm. Susie Amos. I haven't heard much from her lately. The Baldwin is more newsworthy than showworthy. Mm. Uh, Kevin Spacey's got to be up there. So Kevin Spacey and Kevin Pollock, old uh, Kevin's. Uh, mm. I'll put Gene Carlos Pizzito up there. He did so good on so many things recently. Yeah. Um, uh, Chaz Palminteri. Uh, I'll put Pete Possibly in there for some reason. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing his name somewhere recently. I think I've got three, four, um, and da, 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 Benicio del Toro. All right, so Benicio del Toro, mm -hmm. um, Kevin Spacey, mm -hmm. Pete Postlethwaite, Postlethwaite, uh, uh, Kevin Pollack, and mentioned the two uh, Gabriel Byrne. All right. Uh, number one is Benicio del Toro. Ah, I got that right. Number two is Kevin Spacey. I got that right. Number three is Giancarlo Esposito. I think I got that right. Did I, or did I skip him? I think you skipped him. Uh, no, no, I did put him. I put him on my list, but I don't think I add him to yeah. the official list when I said it. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, stupid me. Clark Gregg, number four. Because uh, Avenger stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Byrne, number five. I got him in fifth place, right? Um, so... And then you had Stephen Baldwin, Kevin Pollack, Dan Hedaya, Pete Postlethwaite, yeah, put, Chaz Palminteri, Susie Amos. I put Pete Postlethwaite and mm -hmm. Kevin Pollack in there. And I mm -hmm. even talked about Gene Carlos Bazzito being in so many things and then didn't add him in my last list. Yeah. I probably yeah. would have kicked that Pete or, you know, probably would have kicked that Pete Postlethwaite and yeah. put him in there. Yeah. I can't believe I got that close. Yeah. And it was just based on me. Remembering mm -hmm. what they've been doing or what I've yeah doing. yeah I don't really know. I would have picked uh, Clark Gregg pretty high just because of you know Avengers, Avengers and such, yes. yeah for sure. Um, and uh, so who's your guy in this movie? Who's your guy? Um, well, he has to go with some fat bastard. Yeah, I mean he just stole the movie. Yeah, everything he was in. Yes, that's Mike Myers in a big forty pound mm -hmm. or big hip fat suit. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, he sold it pretty well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to tell you, the, the little 
I'm sad because I meet. I'm meet because I'm sad. Yeah, I didn't buy that. I thought he was just fucking with him. Oh yeah, trying to kill him. Yeah. So okay. Um, I think my guy is. Uh, yeah, how can I? I have to pick Fat Bastard. Yeah, he's just the fun character yeah. to have in there. Yeah, I mean it's great just having him in here and uh, such a completely silly, silly thing. Um, I think he could have done a follow-up movie with Fat Bastard. They got him through some real story arc where there was some change that went on with him, whether it was good to evil, evil to more evil, uh, fat to thin, whatever. As long mm-hmm. as it, uh, they had some kind of change in the character, mm-hmm. they could have done that. Yeah. And we're back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to begin phase two of our evil project. Or is it phase th- I don't know phases. Anyways, this is the phase in which we put a giant laser on the moon. As you know, the moon rotates around the Earth like so. When the moon reaches its appropriate lunar alignment, it will destroy Washington, D.C. You see, I've turned the moon into what I like to call a Death Star. <laughs> what? Nah, nothing, Darth. What, what did you call me? No, nah, nothing. Rip off! Bless you. Anyways, the key to this plan is the giant laser. It was invented by the noted Cambridge physicist, Dr. Parsons. Therefore, we shall call it the Alan Parsons Project. Oh my God. (laughs) What now? The Alan Parsons Project is a progressive rock band in 1982. Why don't you just call it Operation Wang Chung, ass? Well, what what should we? Nothing, I'm sure Operation Banana Ram will be huge. What what are you saying? If you want shh. Trying to be hip. www.shh.com.org. You suck. Dr. Evil. If we could put aside the family squabbling for a moment, I think we could get down to some serious business here. Really? Yeah. I don't like that insolent tone. I, I meant nothing by it. No, 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 no. You want to run things here? No, Set not it? at all. Huh? Huh? You want to be daddy? Said it. Well, Number two. You want to wear the daddy pants? Huh? You're gonna cry? Well, You're gonna cry? So. Oh. Huh? Huh? You're gonna cry? Uh, You're gonna really cry? Really no. Huh? What are you? Huh? You're gonna squirt some? You're gonna cry? Yeah, see, you're gonna cry, huh? You're a big man now, huh? Yeah, thought so. We're back here uh, finishing up uh, uh, the podcast on Austin Powers, Spire Shagme. Uh, It's time to talk about the villains list. Um, Who's the villain in this movie? Um, Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil? Yeah. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Yeah, the most evil. evil of all doctors. Right, right. Mr. Dr. Evil. Yeah, I yeah, Dr. Evil, definitely. Um, now, does he... Now, our top ten list, uh, we have uh, at the bottom, we have Buddy from Baby Driver, The Thing from The Thing, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Bricktop from Snatch, Nino Brown from New Jack City, Hans Landa from Angora's Bastards, uh, The Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratchet from Cuckoo's Nest, Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, Hannibal Lecter from Sons of the Lambs. Is Dr. Evil evil enough to make our list? No. I don't go too far with that. Uh, he, he would he he'd is, be really... He, even in the context He'd of really this be movie, depressed if they're saying that. Yes, but even in the context of this movie, as, as his own son points out, right. pretty ineffectual at times. Right, right. Yeah. So He may, he may want to do all these evil things to control the world, but just doesn't follow through properly. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Evil's just not... 
He's evil. He's just not. Uh, he's evil in name only. Right. Right. Exactly. He doesn't. Okay. Uh, he's evil in more than name only, but not much more. Yeah. Right, he's he's not very effective. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Doctor Evil's not quite uh, evil enough. Yeah, I can't imagine any comedy with a villain that could make this list at this time. Yeah. Even movie not on your list, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any kind of comedy that has a villain so evil that they would pop up on this list. I can only think of one. That's a good point. Uh, looking at the list, um, the top ten mm, villains right now, only one of them is mostly a comedy snatch. Um, Baby Driver has a lot of funny moments, but you and, wouldn't call and it so does Inglorious Bastards. Oh, true, but, true. But you wouldn't call them right. But comedy. Snatch, Snatch is is a comedy. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not the norm for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's time to talk about the list. Uh, would this uh, be would this be on your list? This would not be on my list. Would not be in your no. top, your top one hundred. No, no, I'm not a big Austin Powers. Uh -huh. So Paul's yeah. going to try to guess where it is on my list. Yes. Uh, he knows where the gaps are, the movies we haven't done yet. I know it's in your top 100. It is in my top 100. And he's going to guess based on what I say, my reactions of where it is in my top 100. Uh, yeah. And I've been so far off. There's less and less and less, uh, less empty and spots. Room. Yes, true, true, true. One of these weeks, he's going to get right on the money very soon. All right. First thing I got to think of is going to be the top of your list or the bottom half of your list. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with sentimentality here, put in the top half of your list. 39. 39? 39. 86. 86. Oh my God. 86 on the list. That's 86 this movie. Yeah. So I figured you'd get somewhere close on that one. No. 86. Wow. Wow. Oh. Oh, that's, that's pretty sad. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, number 86, you know, it's extremely funny. It's not my top, obviously, but uh, it's really funny. It's a fun movie to watch. Uh, time to talk, what, talk about what didn't make the list. Um, Austin Powers won uh, International Man of Mystery. Um, still, a, I think, a great movie, really funny, just not as funny as this one. Uh, not good enough to make my list. Um, but... Uh, Time to talk about plugs. Do you have any plugs? I do not. Oh, you know what? Uh, I found out, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but uh, the show I was on, Hollywood Hillbillies, around mm -hmm. the show with the family, mm -hmm. can be seen on Pluto TV, which mm -hmm. is available through the app or your smart TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's most mornings, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Look for it. Hollywood Hillbillies. Yeah, you can just, uh, I think on Pluto, you can just search a show. And, well, there you go. You know, in some cases, you, some cases, you can watch On Demand. Of some shows and movies, maybe not all, but yeah, it's worth checking out. Yeah, Pluto TV app. Um, if you have a Roku or a Fire Stick or anything, you you have it. You can also get it on your phone, yeah. or your iPad. But it's a know. it's a free TV thing. Yeah, it's free with commercials. Everything's free yeah. with commercials. Yeah. Um, the plug I have is um, uh, a TV show I finally started watching uh, this week um, on Apple TV. Um, Ted Lasso. I've heard of that. What is it about? Uh, it's um, uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, plays an American college football coach who gets a job to manage a a fictional Premier League uh, soccer team in England, a fictional town of Richmond, um, and he um, and I realized I, I guess I think I've seen this before, but 
he did this character because it's based on a character from NBC Sports. I think he's been he was doing this character like on maybe NBC Sunday Night Football games. Ah. And he coaches a, I mean a real it's a real college, but Wichita State to the Division Two uh, college football title. Um, and uh, this woman that owns the team in Richmond, England, hires him to be the football coach. Uh, even though he doesn't know anything about soccer, um, and it's a, it's got a major league vibe to it, where the woman owns the team and she doesn't want major to league win. as the movie doesn't want them right. Major league doesn't want them to win necessarily. So she's hired an American football coach, right? So right. That her team could lose, right? Right. And uh, because she's, getting, you know, trying to get back at her ex husband, and. And but her his his assistant coach, even though he never coached soccer, actually does know stuff. He's actually helping him. He knows the stuff. Um, it is great. I've all, I've only got one episode left. There's just ten episodes, about thirty minutes each. It is really funny, but it's got a lot of heart to it. Like he's such a positive guy that even though he's kind of a dumbass, he's such a nice, positive guy that you know people get in line and follow him and. It is really fucking funny. I've been hearing people talk about it for a while. I finally uh I've heard the name, but I didn't know yeah. what it was about. Yeah, it's it's really outstanding. It's really and you know, there'll be episodes that'll make you like cheer, like wow, like and they have you know, some of the actors are you can tell are real, like good soccer players. Or they got good soccer players that could act. Um, but a few of them are like real soccer players. They're not just Very goofing around and it's really, really excellent. He won the Emmy for uh, Best Actor um, uh, like a month ago, whatever one of the Emmys were. For Ted Lasso? For Ted Lasso, wow. yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, so it's it's a great uh, And all this will go to the heartbreak of breakup. Oh, yeah. Who, who did he date? I can't remember. Some actress. He was with her, engaged to her, married to her. Yeah. I can't remember now. Yeah, but yeah. Jason Sudeikis is great. Anyway, but. Yeah. Another Saturday Night Live alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ted Lasso. Great. On Apple TV. Why he was in the movie Other Brother Millers? Yes. That was a good movie. That was, fun. That that was, was a lot of fun. That was really, really good. A movie yeah. which I think should have had a sequel a lot sooner than it may have, if they ever do one. But they, yeah. I think she had a hit with a fire was hot with them. Yeah, it was It was a great, great, great movie. Um, that's something to talk about what we're doing next week. Uh, next week on the movie. Um, ne- next week on the podcast. Um, uh, spend some time with Rolo Tomasi, um, have lunch at the night owl, and pick up a copy of Hush Hush. You know, I'd skip the lunch at the night owl if I were you. Oh, okay. Because, you know, not too many good things happen and not too many people survive. Oh, okay. Okay. I remember that. That's right. Next week, we're talking about LA Confidential on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. Who sent you? You'll have to kill me. Who sent you? Kiss my ass, Powers. Who sent you? Uh, Dr. Evil. That was easy. That was easy. Why did you tell us? I can't stand to be asked the same question three times. It just irritates me. Where is Dr. Evil hiding? Why would he tell me? I'm just one of his low-level functionaries. Where is Dr. Evil hiding? You'll have to torture me. I'll never tell you. Where's Dr. Evil hiding? Damn. Three times. He's hiding in the secret volcano lair. Where's Dr. Evil's secret volcano lair? I spit at that question. Do I really have to ask you two more times? Go to hell, Powers.
Fine. Where is Dr. Evil's secret volcano lair? I will take it to the grave with me. Aha! You have to answer. He asked you three times. No, 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 no. The second question was, do I really have to ask you two more times? So that would be the first question in a new line of questioning and wouldn't count in the other line of questioning. Yeah, he's right. However, I'm just trying to get information from you, man. I don't need any consistency in the questions, do I? No, no, you're preaching to the converted. I, ah! Well, if I'm preaching to the converted, then why are you being so slavish to the three-question form is my question. You're not even looking at me, man. Now you're just being rude, you know what I mean? You're not listening, man. Oh, crikey.